welcome to Overdue Conversations from the Library. My name is Anita Foster, and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Audrey Middle School in Kennesaw, Georgia. And I'm Ingrid Hansen. I'm the Library Media Specialist at Lindley Sixth Grade Academy in Mapleton, Georgia. And I'm Lori Quintana, and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Griffin Middle School in Smyrna, Georgia. And today, we are going to talk all about books. That's one of our favorite subjects, isn't it, ladies? Oh, for sure. Oh, you um, know it. <laughs> it's, it's a big part of our job is promoting books to read for our students to read. And I just, I love reading young adult fiction. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. And, and honestly, not to jump in, but honestly, I think some of the best books out there are young adult. There are just oh, absolutely. so many great authors and amazing stories. But I, I find that I can't, honestly, when a student comes to, uh, to me and says, Ms. Foster, what can I read? Or can you make a suggestion? If I, do, I haven't read the book, I can't suggest the book. So I try to read books that I have in my collection or books that I want to add to my collection. So that's what we're talking about today is what we have read this summer. Anyone want to get started? Well, I just finished, um, it's not young adult, it's middle school, but I just finished reading Orphan Island, and I actually purchased this book at our recent um, Georgia Library Media Association conference, uh, because I got to meet Laurel Snyder, the author of Orphan Island, and I've actually recently um, submitted requests for her to be our um author for our family literacy night this coming school year as well and so awesome. I wanted to make sure that I was um well read with her books sorry everyone I'm at Walmart trying to record this so there's a lot of background noise <laughs> because you are the woman that works all the time you gotta love it <laughs> so um Orphan Island um I recommend that book uh to our middle school grade level um for sixth and seventh graders probably would really enjoy it um it's a little bit of a fantasy book but it is about um orphans who live on well actually they're actually sent to the island but they don't know why and they come by boat but the island is fabulous it's very um like a relaxing place for the uh, for the uh kids that end up there and they kind of have what they call elders who take care of them and as each elder moves on each year, eventually it's their turn to get back in the boat and another, I don't know, child comes to the island and they learn, you know, how to read and how to swim and all different kinds of things. But it's just really, um, it's a good book about discovering who you are and uh, who, who you are as a person and also um, letting go at the same time because eventually they all have to let go of what they're familiar with that is cool it's actually one of the books that i have sitting right next to me to read i'm from my house so if you hear any background noises my 17 year old yelling at the video game so <laughs> yes i'm at home as well with multiple people so i feel your pain this is our first time trying to remote record so so far it's going pretty good all right so i have two book series that i'm going to talk about so I'm excited about these. The first one is one that has been recommended to me for years to read. 
And I just was like, no, I don't do horror. No, I don't do horror. No, I don't do horror. (laughs) And finally, I read it this summer. It's not horror. It's dystopian, total dystopian. And I'm going to have to go back to school and recategorize it because I think it's, I think from my memory right now, it's in my horror genre at school and not in dystopian. And it should totally be in dystopian. And that is Neil Schusterman's Unwind series. Oh my God. Now, that would be Walmart paging somebody. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, um, I just, I love that series. It was, it was so eye opening and so thought provoking. I still, I read it at the very beginning of summer, like in, in, in the end of May and in June. And I just totally, uh, total honesty here. Um, probably about 75% of what I read is audiobooks because I'm always on the go and I'm always in the car and I always have an audiobook playing. So these were audiobooks that I read, um, but they still count because I read them. Um, <laughs> I tell my kids that. I tell my kids, yes, audiobooks count. <laughs> so, um, so how do y'all feel about that? Do y'all count audiobooks? Yeah, for oh, sure. Of course. Um, although um, I will say that my eighth grader last year was talking about how many books she had read. And she's like, Mom, I did so great. I read like seven books. I'm like, honey. You didn't read seven. You listened to six and read one. And she's like, no, it's the yeah. same. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give you a pass. It, it is. The yeah. Same. I count it as the same. Well, I actually, I actually try to buy uh, playaways, uh, which are audio books, um, and then kind of match them with the actual hardcover book at, in the library. And a lot of kids like to check out both and follow That's along. That's a great too, idea. So I still consider it. It is fabulous. It mm-hmm. helps to create that internal narrative voice for kids that can't connect. And when they're able to listen to the first book in a series and get that internal narrative voice, they can apply it to the second book. So yeah, that's fabulous. So, okay. So unwind, here's the premise. It's not horror because I was thinking it was horror because they're like dismembering kids. So that's not the that's not the case. It's dystopian um, because they live in a time where um, the abortion, the the pro life, and the the choice people decided that anyone with a heartbeat was you could not have an abortion for anyone with a heartbeat. And then on top of that. Children from the age of 13 to 18, the parents could sign an unwind order to have their child unwound and be harvested for body parts. Okay, so here's my question. I have a 17-year-old. What parent has never wanted to sign something when their child has irritated them? I'm sitting here with, as a a parent of a 17-year-old, I'm going... Yeah, my son does something like that, but I would never sign that. But I mean, it's a, it's a total dystopian. So as reading it as a parent of a, a teenage boy that could get unwound, it I, I guess I had a different perspective than what my middle school students would have coming from it. But um, and that's, a, that's such an interest, interesting point, Anita, the different perspectives yeah. from different people and what they've experienced yeah, in their lives and how they would And I also things. think it's why parents should also read young adult books, because you bring a different perspective to it, and it's a conversation that you can have with your child. For sure. Which is, 
Which is also promoting reading time at home. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So I read the whole Unwind series. Absolutely loved it. Highly recommend it. My other series that I, I read, and I'm going to be honest, I'm on book like seven or eight. I think I'm on book seven. Um, is by one of my favorite authors. I do not have any of her books in my media center, but that's going to change, especially with this series. Her writing is very clean. So middle school, we have those sixth grade babies coming in that you've got to, you know, be protective of them. But you've got those young adult eighth graders that, that want more mature stuff. This would fall into that more mature stuff with the eighth grade, but it's clean. There's no sex. There's no language inappropriateness in, in, in here at all. My, my fa- one of my favorite authors is Bella Forrest. And she. a lot of people have not heard of her unless you do a lot of Kindle. Because she writes a lot for Kindle and Audible. But then her books also get published as hard copies. Um. But I found her because a lot of her books, most of her books are free on Kindle Unlimited. And so I read them through the Kindle app. Um, but Harley Quinn, uh, I'm sorry, Harley Merlin and um, is the, the series that I'm in the middle of reading right now. She has multiple. She did uh, the Girl Who Dared series and she did uh, the Gender Game series. So she she's done a lot for young adult novels. Well, um, Harley Merlin, she is an orphan who has grown up in the foster care system. She's a, she's a young adult in her 20. Uh, she's like 19, 20 years old when it starts. And um, she finds out that she is a magical. They don't call them witches and wizards. They call them magicals. So she's a magical. And um, there's this whole magical world that's out there. And the bad magical is her aunt who killed her mother and um, got her father arrested for it, which he was put to death. But it wasn't his fault. It ended up being the aunt's fault. So um, it's an incredible series so far that I've read. And like I said, I'm on book seven. I just found out they have books up to book ten. So I will be ordering these um, after I finish them from my media center in an actual book format. So I highly recommend Bella Forrest. You check her out on Amazon um, in the Kindle app. And um, Neil Schusterman. And, and guys, we make mistakes too because Neil Schusterman, I'm sorry, I had your book in horror and was like, I don't read horror for so many years. That was me misclassifying it. It was not horror. It is dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Anita? Um, sometimes books qualify under more than one genre, so we won't hold you <laughs> in contempt. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Load off my shoulders. My apologies to Neil Schusterman. Yes. Who may never even hear this <laughs> podcast, but okay. All right. Well, I am in the throes of losing my voice. So y'all have to forgive me. I sound super scratchy and I may cut out, but I'm going to do my best to power through. Um, That would be, that would be from you giving direct orders in your new library, (laughs) right? Direct supervision. Move that there. Throw that away. Yes. Um, It's probably from all the dust you're stirring up in your new location. That too, for sure. Lots of purging. Um, But anyway, so 
I too have been doing the audible route and I listened to two books this summer that I really enjoyed. Um, both of them I feel would classify under read woke as well, which is interesting. And um, the first one would be front desk, which was um, written by I Kelly Yang. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and it tells a story about a little girl named um, Mia. She's not little. She's 12. Um, I'm sorry, 10. Excuse me. And she immigrates to the United States with her parents. And they are just really trying to embrace the American dream. You know, you come here, you work hard, you do what you're supposed to do, and you can get the big house and the wonderful family and the dog, and you can be successful. And their reality doesn't pan out that well. And her parents um, end up, after a few bad jobs, signing up to run a hotel that's a few miles away from Disneyland. And the owner of the hotel, of course, is awful. And um, Mia ends up running the front desk while her parents are busy doing repairs and cleaning the rooms. And there's just a variety of different characters. And it's very clear that even though her family is poor and struggling in the country, that they love each other and they care about each other and they're trying to make it through. And while the story is playing out, there's also a lot of subplots with other characters as well that talk about the immigration experience. Overall, I just was so moved by this book. I highly recommend it. And I feel like it really gives a voice to a lot of our students that uh, feel very similar and are living in similar circumstances. So yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. That, that is, that is what I felt while reading the book as well. It speaks to a lot of our students at Griffin as well. And, um, and what they go through coming to the United States and trying to come become acclimated. Um, but I know a lot of our students whose families have um, businesses of their own where they're trying to do that American dream like you were talking about. And so um, I just, I highly recommend it to my, all of my students as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that, The beautiful thing about this story is not only what you and I were both saying, but that it talks about how their dedication and their complete commitment to making a better life is part of what makes America a stronger and better country. And I really think we need at times to step back and remember that, that on some level, we're all immigrants. Nobody was born here. That's true. So. Right. But but they're. They're not selfish, you know. They are. They're trying to help Absolutely. everybody else yeah. as well, and, and I love that. Part Definitely of the a sense of community. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, for sure. It's a beautiful story, um, and Kelly Yang did a great job in her narration and how she presented it, and it's very understandable from a child's standpoint. Like it's, it's just amazing. So yeah, if you don't have it, y'all need to go out and buy it for your media center. You won't be sorry. Um, the second book I listened to this summer was by one of my favorite authors, Sharon Draper. Um, I just love, 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 her. love her. Yeah, she's crazy good. And I read Blended. Um, and I really like Blended. It's a story about a girl whose um, dad is black and her mom is white. And her parents end up getting divorced. And it isn't preachy. And it's not obnoxious it's just the story of this little girl who loves to play the piano and has two friends at school one who is black and a ballerina a ballerina excuse me and gorgeous and thin and one who has like bright red hair and is a fashion statement it's just very sweet and very kind and it is this 
little girls struggle moving through life as somebody who is half black and half white blended and also is dealing with divorce and trying to be two different people. She is a different person at home with her mother than she is at home with her father. And she spends a week in each location. So she'll spend a week with one parent and then a week with the next. And she stays constant at school. Um, I was just so impressed with it. As always, Sharon Draper moves me to tears, makes me stand back and reconsider my reality. It's an amazing story and I highly recommend it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Sharon Draper is a wonderful author. She really is. Um, I can't remember anything that she's written that I've read that I didn't love. Sounds like a story that also speaks to our students on a lot of different matters and levels as well. (laughs) I think so. I think both of the books I read um, are are really reflective of our population in the world as a whole. And I know as media specialists, we all struggle to provide our kids with books that have main characters that look like them. And as the world continues to change around us, that becomes more and more challenging. And I think both of these books give our kids the opportunity to connect emotionally with our main characters. So how do you guys feel about that as library media specialists and the time that it takes to read books so that we can suggest books to our students and be familiar with what's in our collections? I think, yeah, struggle. Um, it, it is a struggle. Um, there once upon a time, I had time to sit at the circulation desk and read during the day and students would walk in and they'd go, Miss Foster, you're you're reading books that we read, and they really loved it, and they identified with it, and they thought it was cool. But I don't have time for that anymore. I am always busy, whether I'm collaborating with teachers or teaching a lesson or working on a, a unit for teachers. I don't have time during my workday to read. And some media specialists are probably listening to me say that and go, "Oh my goodness, I n- have never had time for that." Or I- Oh my goodness, or never I would love to have time for that. No, I think you're right. I think as our profession continues to grow and change and to meet the needs of our schools and our communities, we spend a lot less time sitting behind a desk and reading a book and much more time teaching and interacting with our students, with our faculty, with our shareholders. Our job is not what it used to be. And it becomes Correct. more and more difficult to stay abreast of what we want to recommend to our kids. So that's one of the reasons why 75% of my books are audiobooks. Are Absolutely. Audio. <laughs> I spend 25 minutes in my car every morning. I spend 25 to 30 minutes in my car every afternoon just going to and from school. If I have to do something at my son's school, I'm in the car from my school to his school about an hour. Um, if, you, you know, they're putting on makeup in the morning. I'm listening to an audiobook. Absolutely. So... So I um, have, that's why one of the reasons I've transitioned to a lot of audiobooks. I know there are people out there that are cringing that are going, I just love to hold a book in my hand. Yes, I do too. I just that's don't me. have time for it. <laughs> I'm so old fashioned. I love it in my hands. I love the smell of the book. I love to see the words. I but you know what? And learning Lori, new studies show, so. Lori, that what you're saying is exactly what our kids are saying, that studies are showing time and time again that children prefer to hold an actual hard copy book as opposed to listening to a book or reading it on a device. 
they still want to hold that book and have that experience. So you're not alone. Um, right. The majority and, and of my students, agree. my students well, are the I'm exact a huge same. Advocate. But my students have told me they would rather hold the book in their hand than have it on their device there's or the, Audible. It's there's there's the excitement there of holding it, seeing the cover. The cover is amazing. The covers like are what pull you in and stuff and. And so just like having that physical book in your hand is exciting. I know I get excited when a new book comes out that I get to purchase and stuff. So it's almost like video games when kids get super excited about video games. Those that love to read really love it when a new book is released. And so I get that same feeling still at my age. Well, you know what? <laughs> um, this is going to sound so corny, but on the day that we get our big boxes delivered of books every year from our order and uh, 85 to 90% of the books that I order are student requests. They write them on a dry erase board. Yes. And I, I listen to them when I place my order. So when, yes. um, when we get that big delivery in of like ten, eight to 10 boxes of books, sometimes even more, my students call it Christmas. Yes. <laughs> they Absolutely. say this is Christmas for, for the CLC. We call our, our media center the Collaborative Learning Center. So we that is Christmas Day for the CLC and they absolutely love it and they're like can I get that book can I go in and get it now and I'm like I have to process it and put it in oh my god don't but you as soon love as I that? put it in it's yours but don't you love that I love every time a child comes up to me and I'm the worst a kid will come up to me and be like oh my god Miss Hanson that book is it is it ready can I check it out and I'm like no it doesn't have a barcode I'm not ready and they're like but Miss Hanson and I suck I am the worst I'm like listen to me small person I am going to let you take this book, but you better bring it back to me in the exact same condition. That's all I can say. I just, how do yeah. you say no to a baby who's like, please let me take the book? Like, okay. I typically can get them to wait for half a day. And I'll say, if you can come back after lunch or if you can come back first thing in the morning, we'll have it processed for you, ready to check out. I try. So normally yeah. yes. I'll put rush through <laughs> for the kiddos, but sometimes it's that book that, I've been waiting on and they want it too and I get first dibs <laughs> absolutely but you know talking about this is such is so important because I don't think a lot of people realize how that excitement for students is what brings about their reading habits and their desire to be lifelong readers which is so important and I'm a so huge important. advocate for that <laughs> And also a huge advocate for library media specialists to be able to have the time to read those books, because it's not just about suggesting books to students. It's also about being able to have those discussions about the books with them. And I can tell you, it breaks my heart when a student comes in and has read a book that I haven't read and they want to talk about it, but I didn't get a chance yet to read. Right. Well, you know, you know, I brag on him and I, I tell people all the time, I have the best principal in the world. Not so much. Hi. Can I just stand up and say, my, so on a side note, personal note, my husband and his BFF and my two kids have been up in my space with me all summer, and um, my husband and his BFF stopped on the way out of school to chat with my principal without me. My kids love her, and now they all have decided that they call her PhD McGee because it just sounds super cool, and she's super cool, so... <laughs> Well, I am I so glad that you have so a good principal, but I've had a good principal for 10 years now. So, um, well, she's been good for 10 years. I just but the important had... thing here. Okay. So, so but what, I was gonna, here, what I was going to say, is that we have principles what I was going to say before I was reading. Interrupted. <laughs> Rudely interrupted. You know, you want to say it. 
bragging on my principal is that when when during that that year and a half or two years that it took me to get people in to collaborate with because when you first start out it takes a while to get teachers in to collaborate so don't think I just had a, a meeting yesterday with a new media uh, library media specialist for the county and I told her don't feel like you have to do everything at once but he would come in and he would see me reading and at first my thought was oh oh no I just got caught reading on the job and then I realized wait this is my job it is he, right? he, exactly he exactly said, he said this is fine you've got to know what you're promoting to the students to read. You've got to know the Helen Ruffin books. You've got to know Helen Ruffin, by the way, is a reading bowl competition held in Georgia. Um, so people outside the state may not know what it is, um, but you've got to, you've got to know these books so that you can promote them to students. So I am so glad that my principal saw the importance of me knowing what I'm promoting to the students to read. Yeah, that's so valuable. Even even more so, though, is that a lot of our students don't see adults read, oh. not even at home. A lot, a lot of times they don't see an adult reading yeah. in the home. And so when they see us reading, that is Very big to them. That is big. What? And so we're role models. We're, how do you want to say it? Role readers? <laughs> role right. model readers? Oh. Let's come up with a new term here. <laughs> um, and, it, and it goes with the T-shirt that I'm wearing today out in public. I've been out a couple of times. If you can read this shirt, I was forced to put my book down and re-enter society. <laughs> right? I love that. <laughs> that yes. So we that's have got awesome. to promote reading with our students, and that's one of the ways we do it is by reading what they want to read and knowing it and talking to them about it and being able to recommend these books to our students. I mean, I can already think of, you know, several students to recommend Unwind to now and several other students to recommend the, the Haley Merlin books to. So, well, my kick right now is Nick Stone and Tiffany Jackson. I just read two Tiffany Jackson books and a Nick Stone. And so um, Monday's not coming. That's what I'm reading right now. So I can't wait to finish that one. I've already loved the first two chapters. <laughs> so you can't wait to finish this podcast so you can pick back up your book. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that <laughs> note, I think that we should think about wrapping it up, ladies. To all of you who are listening, yes. thank you so much. But yes, and I apologize for all the background noise, but this is real. I have to do this is our first remote broadcast, and we'll typically do our remotes from our schools and stuff. It's summer, so you got us where we're at. But uh, I do have a burning question for today. Of course, you do. Oh, yay! Of course, I do. (laughs) So, my burning question for today, please post it uh, um, on Twitter, is what books. Have you read this summer that you would recommend to, to your students? Oh, excellent question. So when you post it, because we're going to post it as well, um, put a link to the book on Amazon or Goodreads or something like that so that other people can find it quickly. So that when we post these, when we put it on the website, I'm going to go on and put um, links to all of these books that we've talked about so that you can order them if you'd like to read them yourselves. That's awesome. And you know what I just started? I just want to throw this out there. I started a OneNote. Anita, I started a OneNote of all of the books that I'm reading, and I'm putting all the resources I find about them, the vocabulary, just all, all the, uh, the author's website and whatever. And I hope to share that as my way of, like, putting information out there for my teachers who ask for books 
that their students might want to read as well. And so I'm hoping that will help them too. That's my next Lori, project. Lori, that is an excellent idea. as always, Lori. Yes, love that. So I will share it with everybody once I have more information in it. <laughs> that would be great. All right. So this is overdue and we hope you have a great summer. Uh, the rest of it for us, it's just another week and a half or so. <laughs> um, we will be recording another one next week. Uh, and you'll want to, especially if you're a new library media specialist, you will want to, to listen to that. Oh, one, so. and look for us at our um, district PL. And please stop by and record and earn some swag. We will be there and we want to hear what you have to say. Exactly. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. You don't have your stamp, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Ching overdue. I don't have the stamp. I'm, I'm sitting All in right, my recliner in my house. I meant, hey. <laughs> so. All right. Awesome. Well, come to the CLC and I was and announcements with this come to the CLC and check us out. So go to your local <laughs> school library and check them out. Bye y'all. All, it's All right. Bye guys. Bye everybody.